Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie. If Brupolo was in Auburn. War Eagle. Wow. Now. So. Would it be all that weird since, you know, all the other Mississippi State people are going to Auburn? I get what you're saying, but this is Auburn, Mississippi. Well, those people are Mississippi State people. Brian and Robbie, I want to let you know I'm a, I'm a big listener of your podcast. Uh, I don't appreciate the things you say about me, but... uh. You know, it's a good podcast. I'd like a, I'd like a strange brew coffee house in Auburn. Shane, could you make that happen? You it's just Auburn being Auburn. It's only fair that we get Auburn. We got Bruce Galusa or whatever you're calling it. Auburn is the next one. That's just Auburn being Auburn, just snatching more Mississippi State people. Poor Eagle. Here we go. Ah, Hey, did you say Hugh Freeze was in Ackerman today? Oh, is he going to see Caleb? Yeah, uh, he was. At, well, I thought about Caleb taking him I, this past weekend. I could have, I could have gone to uh, to take him to some lunch at Paps. Oh, you could. He's been to Paps. There's no way Hugh Freeze coached at Ole Miss and didn't go to Paps Place at least one time. You think so? Got to him. Got to him. Of course, I say that I've never been to Paps Place and I've lived there all this time. We're gonna go one night, one I, one just, Friday night. You just say Saturday. the Saturday. You just say the word. You just, you say, hey Brian. We're going to Paps play. I'll go. It's 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 like the the country kitchen buffet at its finest. Yeah, I know I know what it is. Yeah, I've seen the commercials. So we'll check it out. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, you can have it. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Our good friends at Pip Printing and Signs want to remind you that hey, you're a business owner. You already spend money on printing. You are it's already part of your budget. Let's move you over to Pip Printing and Signs, an MSU business owned by Bulldogs, and every purchase you guys make with them, part of that gets back to the Bulldog Initiative, 10% of your sales. So if you're a company that does you know, five, $6,000 a year worth of uh, business uh, with your printing company, and gosh knows it could be a lot more, but that's 10% of that's going right to the Bulldog Initiative in your company's name. That, that's a deal you really cannot beat. Camden Baker will take care of you. This is his number, 601-499-5216. And I said it before, that's his actual number. That's not the number Pip Printing. That's the number for Camden Baker. You can text him if you have questions. He's happy to talk with you and get your business going with Pip Printing and Signs. When you need printing, call Pip Pip today. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Uh, Robbie and I, we, you know, we we had another success story today, as it appears Mississippi State on its website, Banner M out, state script in. 
That needs to be the case for your wardrobe as well. You've got banner rim, polos, and t-shirts. They got to go. You got to get new stuff. Get with the times and get with it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowwood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant, the place to go for the best meal in town, lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. uh, Friday. You want to go get lunch Friday at Restaurant Tyler? Absolutely. Yes. You know what I like about you? We have some... I have, we I have some, uh, like you, but you want to know something I like about you? I'm willing to eat. Well, if I say let's do something, you're just like, let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's that's no what I've always been. Yeah. I like that though. I like that. I'm not a fence rider. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah. So what are Friday you we have uh baseball. I think we're having baseball media availability might have women's basketball, but we'll figure it out. We're gonna figure that out and eat at restaurant Tyler. That's good. That's that's the kind of news that makes your day. Appreciate that. So yeah. if you're there, if you're in town on Starkville at Starkville on Friday, you want to have a great lunch, you can join Robbie and I at restaurant Tyler. And maybe some of the other boys at the restaurant at the restaurant. It's not, it's at like the, the restaurant Tyler. Like the Kroger or the Walmart. So the Walmarts. The dollar, the dollar general. Ah. Uh, 16 Priority One Bank locations in Central Mississippi. That means if you live in Central Mississippi, one is near you. And you could be banking with Priority One Bank, doing business with the people in your community, and getting that small-town treatment at a bank that offers you big-time financial backing. It's like working with a big corporate bank, except for the service part, which is better. Seems like the best of both worlds to me. I like to do business with the people I know. I don't like to deal with corporations. I don't want to talk to to 1-800 numbers. I want to be able to pick up the phone and call people when I have questions. You can do that when you bank with Priority One. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It is Rumblings Day here on the podcast, so we're just going to dive right in. This, This first question legitimately could be the rest of the podcast. We could answer this question and not have and do 40 minutes. Because we did it earlier this week, but it, it, we'll just give we'll give them the, the quick once over. Kobe asks, "How do you think the baseball team is going to do?" In in ten words or less. Uh, I think they'll get back to the regionals. I think I think they'll get back to the regionals. Good job. Eight words. Yay. Good words. I don't think they'll be very good. Seven words. Oh, oh. Yeah, I did it. Jackson Waddell. I'm not a wrestling guy, so I went into the Iron Claw blind. Fantastic movie. I went home, looked it up, and saw that they left out Chris. What's a detail or person left out in the movie based on a true story that bothered you? I think you and I are in agreement. The thing that bothered us the most is the Ric Flair performance. Yes. Awful. That counts as details because they did not nail the details there. That And that's something like if Basically, the only thing they nailed was his hair. He he looked like him enough, but if you know anything about wrestling, you know what Ric Flair sounds like. And, and I mean, it, it's, it's impossible to have messed it up as badly as they did in that uh, in that in that moment. I will say one other thing that I would have liked to have seen is, uh, especially since the movie focused on Kevin, is I would have liked somebody to have been Chris Adams in that movie. Yeah, why didn't they? 
I mean, they, Gino they Hernandez had, is in it. Gino Hernandez in there. And Bruiser Brody. I thought the guy looked like Bruiser Brody. I thought he looked a lot like Bruiser Brody. And you were right about one other thing. The guy who looked like Harley Race, he looked like Harley Race. Had but a little Adams, more... He was a little yeah. less, like, manly looking, but... Yeah. but that's what yeah. Harley Race was. He was just like the old man strength, like trying to fight your grandpa. But... Chris Adams, there should have been a, a Chris Adams moment in that movie because he was such a big part of, of the Von Erich story at that time. So. I, and I think the the reason that they didn't include Chris in this is mm-hmm. they didn't want to have any more suicide or whatever. Yeah, it's just too much at some point, right? But it was like, I mean, when, when do you say it's too much? Like, I mean, one is kind of too much. So at that point, like, is it really making that much of a difference i mean you kind of have to talk about it mm-hmm. because it's part of their story yeah i guess because he never got in the ring maybe they just felt like just leave him out yeah so but it is what it is great movie though i really enjoyed it it was really good kyle wilson asks us if the president of the united states is coming to my house our house for a cookout in one of our houses for a cookout what kind of pressure would you be under to get the meal right what would you cook and what are your top five go-to southern meals we'll do that last one separately i don't i don't think i would feel any more pressure robbie than i do when i cook out for anybody i like i I don't ever want somebody to come to my house and eat and be like that sucked you know yeah so it would be about the same plus the current the last two presidents are like drooling idiots so i could probably just put anything like with with I just I just go put some some McDonald's on the grill for Trump. Be like, here you go, Mr. President. Took these special just for you. Thank you, Brian. These are great. These are great burgers. I can't do Trump. And then that just, was Kennedy. Yeah, well, it was more Kennedy than that. <laughs> right. These are great burgers, Brian. Thank you. Uh, and then with Biden, I mean, again, drooling idiot. I can just be like, yeah, here's some here's some boiled chicken, sir. Enjoy it. <laughs> Some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um with some extra jello. Yeah, now now Bush would be that would be a great now dinner. We got pressure. Because we could do you could do fried chicken. Fried I chicken. mean, it could it could it could be a true southern meal, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. He, he probably is gonna want some brisket though. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna want barbecue. So that's good. That's good. All right. So top five southern meals. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna Here's what, here's what I want. I'm going to just list items that are Southern. You tell me, in your mind, did they go into the top five? So I'm going to try to give you like eight or nine. Here we go. Fried chicken. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. I hate it, but cornbread. Uh, I mean, not for me. Okay. But if I'm... Uh, you know, I mean, as a, as a piece of the bread, maybe, but I like... Like when I think about Southern food, cornbread comes to mind. Yeah, like okay. cornbread and chicken and dumplings All right. are an, are a really chicken good. Chicken dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about um, greens? Again, not for me, but would yeah. be I think for most Southerners. Okay, so greens, and then we need one more. Um, trying to think my way around stuff that people you know you always grits. Yes. Okay. So, fried chicken, fried catfish, chicken and dumplings, grits, greens, rank them. Uh, fried chicken to me is number one. Okay. It's the, I'm, I'm, it's the most consistent. 
almost I disagree with you just because in terms of southernness, fried catfish is more southern than fried. You can get fried chicken anywhere. They fry chicken. Yeah. It's not as good. But well, Nobody fries catfish up north. Well, I'm just talking about like as a southerner, my favorite. You know, well, like no, I get that. Yeah. Catfish. Okay. Catfish is hit or miss as a as a you know, a meal. Well, people unless, have screwed it up. There's unless it's superior. That's right. Of course. So fried chicken would be number one for me, but I mean, does does is barbecue in the mix? Barbecue is kind of uh, kind of nationwide, though. They 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 barbecue. I mean, it's not as good. It's not well, as yeah, good but California, you know, New York, but they do do it. Well, they do, they do southern takes on just about everything, but I feel like barbecue is southern. So like pulled pork. That's I, yeah. I, I would want to narrow it down. Just barbecue is too much. So pulled yeah, pulled pork. What are we taking off? Chicken and dumplings. Hmm. Yeah, because it's got to be an entree, right? Yeah, but chicken and dumplings is an entree. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you want you want like three entrees? It's too much. It's too much. Like fried okra, we left that off. That's incredibly southern to me. Yeah. You know what? No, it's a whole podcast. We'll do it. We'll do it in the summer. We'll have Robert St. John on with us. We should. Uh, Willie Dizzle. Oh no, no Willie, no, nope, no sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Can't do that one. Jeffrey Chancellor. My brother once beat me 109 to nothing in NCAA football 99. He mastered the onside kick and had an unstoppable offense with Tennessee. Is there a video game you could put your house on the line and still feel confident you can win against any challenger? Yes, there's one that I feel like I would win. Blades of Steel. Yeah, that's one of your favorites. Blades of Steel. Shoot. Yes. Uh, I don't know about any challenger, but the one I would feel most confident in is Rock Band or Guitar Hero. Okay. I, you know, there, there's obviously people out there that could beat me and that would beat me. Yeah. But I feel good about, you know, going up against like 80% of the population in Rock Band. I've always heard that Playing the actually playing the guitar isn't a huge advantage for rock band and guitar hero. The only thing that it could be is just your fing- like your fingers are loose. Like yeah. you you can easily, you know, because when you play the guitar and you're used to like, you know, picking Probably. and stuff like yeah. that, you you kind of and also the rhythm of it, you know, you got to hit the rhythm at the right time. Yeah. It will it would help in that, but it's not a prerequisite at all. Right. Okay. You just need you really need good hand eye coordination. Gotcha. Steve Mormon is Miller's Crossing by the Cohen brothers, one of the most underrated mobster movies ever. Gotta admit, it's one of those I stop on every time and watch it if it's on. What are some of yours? I have never seen this movie. I've never, never seen, seen it. it. So I'll take your word for that one, Steve. There are plenty of movies. I mean, I listen to the Rewatchables podcast, and I mean it hits on a lot of them. But the top three for me, like all time, are probably the Blues Brothers. Um, Animal House, and I think what's something that's—I mean, I just want something that's on a lot. That Tombstone. Is, Tombstone. That's probably the right choice. Shawshank would be on there too. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Dalton Lee. My neighbors across the street asked me to help catch their chickens so they wouldn't die during this week's freeze. To my surprise, chickens are way faster than I thought. What, have you not seen Rocky Two, Dalton? 
We're gonna we're gonna catch this chicken. And speed is what we need. And then he and then he starts punching cows. Yeah, he, yeah, he punched beside a beef and caught chickens. What's a random task <clears throat> that you thought was he easy, but was way harder than you thought? It's <clears throat> a good question. Something, hmm. something I was like, oh, that can't be too difficult. And then I found out, oh, you know, it's actually quite difficult. I'm trying to think when I was a kid, it was lifting weights. When I was, so we we went from sixth grade to seventh grade, and we we had to start lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And I had never lifted weights in my life. Right. But you see all these football players doing it, and they're you know doing the bar like with weight on it with ease. Mm-hmm. So we get there and they're teaching us like, this is the correct form. This is what, right. so we get the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm this like little, you know, sixth grader that's never picked up, you know, anything like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So I lay down on the bench and like, they let it go and it just goes oh, right no. on my chest. I'm like, oh, oh what? I, I don't know what to do. So that to help me get it off. Like that was, that to me was way more difficult than oh, I thought man. it was going See, to be. I had- I, and I'm not trying to brag, but like I had the opposite. Like I went in there first time I lifted weights was, um, I guess spring of my eighth grade year because I'm about to be a freshman. So I've, I've joined the uh, the vars. I'm joining the varsity football team, right? So we go in the weight room, and you know, obviously the seniors and everybody are putting they're putting up good weight. And then when the freshmen come in, they're like, "We're just going to start everybody with the bar." Well, I mean, I had never lifted weights before. I was terrified. I was like, "God, if I can't push this up, I'm going to look like an idiot." And then I, they give it to me, and I, and I go, and I just. And it was it was light. It's only forty five pounds. I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, okay, not that bad. It's not bad, Brian. You're okay." We're talking about two totally different body types here. Try, I was a I was a tall, skinny sixth grader. I was five foot nine and one hundred and fifty pounds in ninth grade. Yeah, but t- what I'm saying is, like, my arms are really long. You have long arms. You do have long arms. You're, and so, like that factored in with the fact that I was really scrawny. Wasn't even close to puberty. Yeah, it was That's bad. You hadn't gone through puberty yet. It was puberty. embarrassing. Oh yeah. Well, I'll give you. I'll make you feel a little bit better. One of the kids in my class couldn't lift the bar. And, and well, I couldn't either. Afraid. So yeah, but he was he was older than you, and he was shorter. He had short arms. He still couldn't push it up off his chest. He was the only yeah, one. Who I won't. I will not name him. I will not. But those who know know. His name was Jimmy. His address is one six six. All right, uh, Brogan Fairchild, rank these time travel movies. The Terminator, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Back to the Future, Edge of Tomorrow, Groundhog Day. I haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. What is that? Is that a Tom Cruise movie? Probably going to be last for me just because I had not seen it. I think that's the movie where Tom Cruise keeps going back in time. And yeah, I am correct. Yeah, yeah. So uh, number one is... Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I'm going to go and Back I, to the Future, <clears throat> Terminator, Groundhog Day, Bill and Ted, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. I might move Bill and Ted's up just because I love that movie so much. I love it too, but I love Groundhog Day. It's, it's a, a great movie. Funny movie. It's such, plus, it's taken on a new life. Uh, it, it, at least it did on Gene's page, whenever somebody would bring up something that had already been talked about 10 times, well, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Again. I love doing that. Ah, Where are we here? All right. Ma- Matthew Anthony, 
who's a weatherman. Where is he a weatherman at? Doesn't say. But I, whenever I see the WX on somebody's uh, Twitter, I know what they I know what they do for a living. Uh, who do you think wins the Royal Rumble? And what does your ideal WrestleMania 40 card look like? I guess it's time to make those predictions. Who do we think? Who do you think takes home the Royal Rumble? Uh, I'm so like torn on this. I think they're setting it up to make everyone believe it's going to be Cody, mm-hmm. but they're going to it's it's going to be someone else. So he I'm has to continue to kind of fight from behind I'm to try to get this. the title. Yeah, he will never. So get who it. he will never get it. I'm just going to tell him. I, I feel like that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be CM Punk? So that's where I am. Okay. I think. That Do you think that's win- going to be like a Batista thing? Well, I think the yes, I think the winner of <laughs> no, I don't even know. What it is. I, I know where you're saying. I don't think it's going to be that. The winner of this is going to pick Rollins. Because that way you you give that title a little bit more legitimacy, and you don't need the Royal Rumble to to put somebody on reins, right? There's enough there. So Punk wins, and he's like, I want a piece of Seth Rollins, and that's that. And then that's your night one main event, and then night two is Reigns versus whoever. Cody, I, I think I don't. I, it probably Cody. I don't think. I don't think that they, they they have enough time to do any. You know, The Rock did that thing where he came out and said head of the table. I don't think they have enough time. That, that might were, be. That, that might be. be slam. That might or, or it might be billed like Rock Cena was like a year out. Might, uh, yeah, like they could legitimately Reigns could beat Cody again and say there's nobody come out and have that problem. There's nobody left. There is literally nobody left. The Rock comes out and he's like, "But I know that I'm not ready today, so I'm telling I'm challenging you now." Rest, which means just, just, just uh, means that Reigns is going to hold the belt for another year. Which is fine. I don't have a problem yeah. with that at this point. I think at this point they want to, they also want to get Reigns ahead of Hulk Hogan on the longest reign. So, so is he ahead of Bruno? No, Bruno is Bruno. You have to hold it for like seven years. He's not there yet. Yeah, I I, I really th- like last year. I was not in on Cody winning because it was too quick. He had just yeah. got back and, and immediately, you know, was kind of like. In the in the mix, and I just I thought that was kind of forced, which I'm glad they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't done a good job of storytelling since then with Cody. So I, I don't really want him to win this time either. Although I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan, yeah, he's never going to win. I just, just go ahead and tell you. So it's it, I mean you kind of have to saddle him to the chase gimmick right. the rest of the way. So Bruno, what's the point? Bruno won it in on May seventeenth. Is that right? May seventeenth, nineteen sixty three, and he held it until January eighteenth, nineteen seventy one. Eight years, basically. Bob Backlund had it for a long time too. Backlund had it from February twentieth of nineteen seventy eight until December twenty sixth, nineteen eighty three. Uh, Hogan had it. January uh, January twenty third, nineteen eighty four through February fifth, nineteen eighty eight was his longest reign, and now Reigns is sitting on. Where's Reigns at? I gotta go. It's coming up. It's so crazy to go. Like the first thirty years of WWE, they had like ten champions, and now they've had like fifty in the last twenty. 
Uh, Reigns. Here he is. Reigns is sitting on. Oh, this is an old article. They need to. They need to update it. The current reign he's on right now, he won it on February on April third, twenty twenty-two. That's not right. Oh, okay. Hold on. So I need to go back to. Where is where is Reigns? I don't know. He's had it for well over a thousand days. I think he's he's coming up on Hogan's number, which would be the third longest of all time. I think they want to get him past that. They might get him all the way past everyone but Bruno. Yeah. So the idea. It's just going to be hard to. It's going to be hard to have a guy hold it for seven years. I mean, you, yeah, you, you got to change it up at some point. Yeah. So Reigns wrote Rhodes. Two is is night two. Rollins, Punk, Gunther versus Lesnar at Mania. Yeah, ooh, that would be a powerhouse. Yeah. Great match. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens. I don't think Owens beats. By the way, it's Logan Paul. <laughs> People yeah. point out to us. I don't think he it beats doesn't him. matter what his name is. Does it? I don't think he beat. He beats him here this weekend. I think he they beat. He beats him at Mania. Yeah, and then tag team. I, I don't know, but th- those are the big ones, you know. And then you have, I guess, you have what Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, and then I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Reigns, Rhodes, Rollins, Punk. I'm good. The rest of it, you can they'll, they'll figure it out. By the way, did you see that Raw is heading to Netflix? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm very intrigued with this new like sports model that and I know wrestling isn't sports, but it's it's similar vein. They're, they're trying um, to go streaming. Yeah. They're going streaming. Yeah. Also and, the was named to the board of directors now of TKO. So yeah. the rock is, is, is the rock one of triple H's bosses now? Technically, I think he is. He's on the board of directors. He's, yeah, he's in control. That's weird. But yeah, I get, you know, they've been talking about putting more playoff games and more NFL games on like Peacock and streaming devices. Mm-hmm. I'm just really interested to see how this all comes out. You know, yeah, me too. We'll see. I, all right. Is it a fad or is this going to, is this a, is this a uh, NFT or is or this actually going to be a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Clark County Dog. I guess we're going to continue the wrestling, so some people are going to get mad. But what is our hottest wrestling take? Hottest wrestling take. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, of what's going on in wrestling right now, my hottest take would be Cody Rhodes should not have left AEW. Why? Because he's never going to win the the WWE title. He's never going to win it. This has been a way better professional move for him. He's huge. He's huge because he's in WWE, but if he had been in AEW, he would have been huge as well. I mean, but you're talking about, like, personally for him. This is why it's a hot take, Robbie. But but you're talking about a fake title. Like, he's making more money. He's more... Is he making more money? He was the he was sure. he had stopped AEW and WWE are not on the same spectrum, Brian. They're they're in a different strategy. He had a much higher position with AEW. He was yeah, a, but who I don't know what his salary was. I imagine he's either. making more money at WWE 
that's well, one of the reasons why he left. I just think it merchandise. Would have, it made it more have, sense for him to stay with the company that he that he founded. You know, dude, I, he's I, on. You and I have always said that he made a huge mistake early in his career at AEW when he did the thing with Jericho. He's like, I'll never wrestle for the title again. That was dumb because he could it have been dumb. champion the whole time. Could have had a Cody Rhodes versus MJF feud for the championship. That would have been fantastic. From a storyline perspective, I get what you're saying, but from a professional perspective, but I, his merchandise sales are I don't on care a about that world. I care and about that. He's on the, the he's, his face is on the new video game. I, I get it. He, I don't I don't care about that. I care about the storylines. I care about the product <laughs> on television. I could care less how much money Cody Rhodes is making. It doesn't affect me any. Okay. You asked for my hottest take. I just gave it to you. I thought we were going to, from, I mean, I hope the, I thought the whole thing was professional, like about their professional careers. But I think that from a wrestling standpoint, from a, a storyline standpoint, Cody Rhodes would have been better off in AEW. Had more freedom. But, well, no, here's the thing. He didn't have the freedom. That's why he left. He, no, he, he, no. He boxed himself in on all that stuff. He could have done other stuff. That was his choice. No, him and Tony Khan were getting into it about creative control. And that was one of the reasons why he left. There so many matches on the table that he could have wrestled in. And he put but, himself in matches with Anthony Agogo. I mean, come on. But I, I don't think... I think he is in a better position. Both we're, professionally I'm going to spend 20 minutes arguing one hot take. All right, this is my hot take. That's my hot take. My Your hot, hot take. take's wrong. Well, that, that's why it's a hot take, is I'm the only one who agrees with it. What do you guys consider the, big, the biggest what-if in wrestling history? Mm. Good question. What if, one of them is, one of them to me is the Von Erics. Yeah. Had everything kind of stayed, you know, where they were with them. Um, yeah. and their personal lives and all that, you know, had the stuff not happened with Mike and Carrie and those guys. I mean, where would they be? Because Carrie was not the same way. He's not the same person when he had that wreck. No, and no. he was in WWE. He was kind of moving to the top. That's one. That's one. What if? One of mine is what if Hulk Hogan does the right thing and says, "All right, Sting, you go over clean." And we 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 you know we do a year of WCW taking it back to the NWO because I think everything kind of went downhill after that terrible match at Starcade. So yeah. what if Hogan just just is smarter about it there? I, I think that's one for me. Um, what if Shawn Michaels doesn't get hurt? Like after he loses to Austin, he he has to walk away from the business for a long time. That that's that's one for me. What if Magnum TA doesn't get in a wreck? In the same in the same vein as uh, Austin, mm -hmm. what if they wouldn't have had the curtain call? Yeah, because if if that wouldn't have happened, Triple H was going to be king of the ring that year. Mm -hmm. Instead, he got punished. Austin got moved to the front of the line. He was yeah. king of the ring. Cut the promo, mm -hmm. and boom. There's a lot of them. There's pl there's plenty of them to do. Last one from Clark County Dog Brian. I never hear you really talk about it, but I know you love video games. What are some of your favorites? Um, I mean, Blades of Steel. Yeah, I love Blades of Steel. Outside of, of sports games, uh, I loved playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I played it for hours. Um, 
I've never really gotten into shooters. I never played like Call of Duty or or, or anything like that. I don't play Fortnite. Um, I, I tried God of War, but I didn't really. I couldn't really get into it. I, I couldn't really get into that one. Um, I loved. Uh, I never played Grand Theft Auto either. I played the Godfather, oh, game, but I never played Grand Theft. Those Death are Auto. so fun. I know. I, I, it looks like a game I would enjoy, but I, I never played it. Um, I'm trying to think back back in the day if there was anything that like I really I loved the uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Two. I played the hell out of those back in the day. So those are some. I'm gonna have to buy a console pretty soon. Yeah. Ford Polk, can Southerners claim all types of cornbread, sweet, regular, and jalapeno? I say yes. It's a, it's a southern dish. Any variation of it is still southern. Yeah, it's a now, southern concept. You make like a gabagool cornbread. Maybe it's northern. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would go. Yeah, A lot of wrestling questions today. People are going to be upset with us. I don't care. Hey, here, here's the thing, Brian. Yeah. If you don't like the questions, you get to ask your own. That's This is a free exactly. country, free yeah. market. Yeah. Uh, who has what's the better promo? Stone Cold's King of the Ring or Randy Savage Cream of the Crop? It's not even close. It's Austin. Yeah, King it's of the Ring. Close. That's 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 one of the top two three promos of all time. Uh, if you could come up with an Olympic sport that you would excel at, what would it be? I can sit in a recliner for longer than anybody else alive. Yeah, like a rockathon. That's- can we have a rockathon where you just sit? Like, who can sit in the chair the longest? It's not speed rocking either. You're not allowed to. You know, you're only allowed so many rocks per minute. Brian would be like, uh, whenever they're playing um, Warcraft on South Park. Yeah. And Cartman's Man. telling his well, mom heck? to bring the bucket. Yeah, the bucket. <laughs> Bathroom. Ooh, he's a good boy. Uh, what about you? What's your what's your uh, choice of uh of Olympic event? Uh, athletically, I don't think I could excel at anything at this point. So it might have to be like um like an esport or something. I would just have to get really good at a video game mm-hmm. and just hope to God it carried me along. I got you. All right, Colton Watson said he was going to take the week off, but alas. What happened? You you still could have done it, Colton. What are Jessica Carter and Ja'Kayla Jordan's... What Where are, I'm sorry, Jessica Carter and Ja'Kayla Jordan when it comes to all-time legacies of MSU Hope, Women's Hoops compared to Tan White, LaToya Thomas, Victoria Vivians, Morgan William, and Tierra McCowan, etc.? I would tell you that they're outside that group because they don't have the tournament success. Yeah. You know? And Tan and, 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 and LaToya kind of get a little bit of a... Of, of a a bumper because they were the first. They were the first ones to go to the NCAA tournament. Latoya Thomas, obviously the greatest player in her sport in MSU history. Um, and then Vivian's William and McCowan. I mean, they they played for national titles. So I mean, until Jessica Carter and Jacqueline Jordan get into the Sweet Sixteen, that they're not in the same. They're not in the same tier with them, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, impact as far as you know, points per game, rebounds, and stuff kind of similar in a lot of ways to, like, Victoria Vivians. I mean, I think Ja'Kayla Jordan is one of the most underrated players in the country. But, yeah, the team success, that that's what gets people in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. There, there are people that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame that are in there because they've won Super Bowls or they've yeah. won World Series. The team success ultimately kind of puts you over the top. 
That's how you're remembered. That's that's why, you know, there's going to be a lot of players on that 2021 national championship team for Mississippi State baseball mm-hmm. that were just really good college players mm-hmm. that will be talked about more prominently than some players that yeah. played on bad teams. You know, Agreed. think about like a, a Hunter Hines. Hunter Hines is going to be one of the greatest home run hitters in Mississippi State history. And he won't be considered in the same grouping as some other players that didn't have the same production as he he did because those players are just thought of differently whenever you're winning. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Jarius Norwood, to me, is a top three running back at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about him that much. He's number He's one. He's up there. Me, but, but, yeah. He's got a shot. Yeah. Played on bad teams. Yeah. 335 Enthusiast. Ask who injected a lethal dose of poison better, Vincent Kennedy McMahon or <clears throat> the Ohio State University? He injected <laughs> the poison of Quinshawn Judkins. <laughs> That's a good. That call. locker room's just in shambles never, now. Never been this. Never going to be the same. Yeah. Tucker Medlin, who is of course the man who brought the cross money sign to the game. Appreciate you, Tucker. Oh, was uh, it? That was yeah. great. If you could wipe, this is a really good question. If you could wipe the win-loss record of the last two years from your memory, what would your prediction for this baseball team be based just on the talent on the roster? I mean, I'd probably have them in the in the postseason. I mean, just looking at the roster itself, I would consider them a top 16. Yeah. They have... Two uh, monster power hitters. Yep. And they have uh they have, you know, some guys who I know can throw the ball with high velocity. They've got uh some veteran guys there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, w- I would definitely say postseason, you think a little bit more of them. I, and that makes sense because you already think they're a postseason team. So you would elevate them to the to a sixteen top sixteen team. I don't think they're a postseason team, but I would elevate them into the postseason. Well, all of our thoughts on this team the last three years have been based around coaching. Yeah. It hasn't been really about the roster, at least not for me. I've never thought, you know, Mississippi State's just not talented enough. It's always been that what is this philosophy? Why are they why are they struggling to throw strikes? Things like that. I don't think that the roster's drastically changed for Mississippi State. The talent's just that much worse. I just think that they haven't been some guys aren't getting developed. Some of them have a bad philosophy mm-hmm. or have had that and you know, if we were taking away those two years and just completely forgetting to happen, we'd have the same expectations for this team as we did most years. Also, is what happened to state baseball post-title the most unanswerable question of your time covering MSU? If not, what is? That is it's, it's obviously near the top, right? I would put what happened between the UConn game and the South Carolina game. As one, because that was not the same team. They, they they did not play the same way. They looked tired. They looked like they had nothing left. Well, I think that's answerable, though. You think it is? Yeah, because I could see that they were exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like the next day and the day after, they got, they got back to the hotel room at like 2 a.m. They were up mm-hmm. signing autographs, taking pictures, Got up at like seven or eight because I was up there too. Fans? No, I'm just saying, you know, they played that late game. They played yeah. like an eight eight p.m. game, local, 
it was over at like nine. No, it was over at like a ten or twelve. Oh yeah, some some other time like that. Because yeah. I was on deadline, like I I, could, I barely got the story in. Uh, so they got home. They got back to the hotel at like two, one thirty, two o'clock. Had to get right back up and practice the next day. While South Carolina was well rested, they had an easy game. Yeah, I think they were just exhausted. Okay. Another one would be why? How did Mississippi State not take advantage of being the first number one? Yeah, like they just—I mean, nothing came of that. Literally, nothing happened of that. Well, two years later, they barely made it to the bowl. They were five and seven, and, and only got in on APR. Yeah, that was the up and down, Dan Mullen yeah. nature. Like he just had rosters that one roster was able to compete in the West, and the other one just was able to get to the bowl game. Yeah, the the floor was was raised under Mullen. Yeah. Keep us right. More wrestling questions. He asked for our Royal Rumble predictions. We've given that. What would The Rock be like as the head of the table? He would be a like a one-month champion. Yeah. Like, he, he would beat Reigns and then give the belt to Cody Rhodes or something like that. It, it, it was that. that would be my issue with, with that booking is long-term. It's just not long-term there. Time. Yeah, you, you're going to... You, that's that's a, and, that, and sort of what they did with Punk, remember? Punk had been champion for like 500 days, and they, he loses to The Rock, so The Rock can be the champion for two months so that Cena can beat him at WrestleMania. And that's exactly what they would do here, is like The Rock would win, and like you you built Reigns up for five years so that he could lose to a guy who's going to lose the belt a month later. I, mm-hmm. I, there's, no, there's no good way for that to happen. So, Sheldon Nations asks, our thoughts on Coulter Wall? Well, my thoughts are, I don't know who that is. I've heard I've heard a couple of his songs. Mm-hmm. He's a singer, uh, you know. I, I think he's one of those like. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry if I'm not correct on this, but I think he's one of those kind of like Tyler Childers, um, Zach Bryan, like I know who that is. Singer songwriter, kind of like got you know kind of a country. But it's more like Americana, but I'm not sure. So please don't come after me and say that, you know, I'm an idiot and I, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think he's kind of similar to those kind of singers. Sturgill Simpson type. Okay. Oh. Could, be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I haven't listened to a ton of. Let's move into the rest of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, and we're getting close to Super Bowl Sunday, you know, you know you'll be cooking out then. Make sure that beef is on the menu. Everybody's going to be happy when they show up at your house to find out that you cook steaks for everyone. No one is going to be mad at you. I absolutely promise you that. If you're looking for great warm weather recipes, if you need soup, stew, chili recipes, they've got them at msbeef.org, along with a lot of other great information about our beef providers here in the great state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. I was talking to one of our favorite Twitter accounts today, The Crystal Method about the uh, the the awesome barbecue bacon chicken sandwich they have at uh, Two Brothers. Smoked chicken, cheddar cheese, bacon, white barbecue sauce on a brioche bun. That's just a good sandwich, man. There's just no getting around that. The food is good at Two Brothers. It's really, really good. And, I mean, I've been telling you all that for a couple years now, for a few years now. 
And I'm just right. I'm just right about that. So, And uh, you guys prove it every week because every time you go by Two Brothers on the weekend, place is packed. You enjoy it, and don't forget, with every purchase, you support the Bulldog Initiative at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for going on 50 years, 49 years of staying in business, taking care of businesses like yours. When you need a product that's going to help your business, like a copier or a printer, uh, new computers, new laptops, anything that involves mailing or information systems, they've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And then if something goes wrong and you need service, you get to call them back and they'll take care of it for you. They'll get you taken care of. A lot of times the same day because they're in Mississippi just like you are. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Lost, I lost my train of thought there for a second. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. As we talked about earlier, guys, the the Rogue is the place that's got the polos and pullovers you're looking for. They have the M over S. They have the state script. They have the interlocking. State script is in. Banner M is out. We finally did it. We, we've won that battle. Now celebrate that by p- picking up some great new gear from the Rogue. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, back to it here. Hale State Muse asks us, can we expect a new primary football uniform in the 2024 season? I distinctly remember the 2023 uniform being referred to as temporary. I don't recall it being referred to as temporary. Do you? They might just come out and say it's temporary. Um, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember that. But uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll tweak it a little bit. But I expect the maroon jersey, state script helmet, and you know, I don't expect any big changes. Yeah, I. You know the. This year, I was told they were getting prepared to get some new basketball uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it, it takes some time sometimes to, like, transition out of uniforms. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as easy as just changing it because you, like, order it, like, a year in advance or something. So I'm not sure what they're going to have next year in football. But it was obvious they were trying to get as far away from the banners they possibly could so they made it as small as they could on the chest. Now that they're taking Banner literally off of everything, I, I wonder if that's even going to be on the uniform at all next year. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Uh, also, is the facility's master plan still supposed to be released in January? What? Uh, that was the well. That was a rumor. Yeah. At some point, and I don't. I don't know if it's coming out. Yeah, I, I, have I haven't heard any updates. Selman keeps things within a very tight circle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really get out of that group of people. And unless it's something that's, you know, imminent, it's coming very soon. Correct. I haven't heard anything as far as an update on that no. um, lately. So, all right. Hip Laura, whatever, in the 70s. I obtained Ric Flair and other autographs while at a wrestling event in Camden, South Carolina. I have lost that autograph book during one of my moves. Is there anything you have lost or thrown away in a move you wish you had back? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think anything that I haven't, you know, done a good job of taking care of. 
Um, I would be pretty sick had I done that, yeah. though. I had, from when I was a kid, I had Terry Taylor and the Rock and Roll Express's autographs, but I have no idea. I mean, I had that when I was a kid and no idea where it is now. Um, beyond that, I don't remember ever really losing anything in a move and going like, where, where did this go? So I can't, I can't say that I have. Me neither. There you go. Rob Hathaway's got some questions for us. What would Razor Raymond look like? <laughs> so I thought put, about we, can we put, uh, can we allow Ray Romano to grow his hair out? No, no. And then no. Jerry curls. Here's what I want. I want <laughs> Scott Hall playing Raymond. So okay. like Scott Hall with the long hair and the gold chains, but he's wearing like a polo and some frumpy uh, pleated khakis. And like every time he walks into the house, he goes, he's going to see his mom. It's like, hey, yo, mom, got any brajol? Like that, that's that's where we're going with that. That's what I want to do. And he's Italian. He's Ita- Yes, he's Italian, but he looks like Scott Hall looked like his Razor Ramon. That's Razor Raymond. <laughs> uh, Rob wants our thoughts on the Netflix move. We already sort of gave that. Uh, is there a food you would normally like, but now avoid because of an unfortunate, inc- unfortunate incident? For example, I used to like king cake until a few years ago when it was the last thing I ate before coming down with the stomach virus. That happens. So for me, I think I've told about this. When I was a kid, one time I was eating ham and I, I gagged on it. So I choked on it a little bit. I didn't eat ham for a long time. Now I eat ham again. I've, I've gotten back to it. Um, I've never been like stuff like that doesn't really affect me as badly. Mm-hmm. You know, like whenever you get sick and like you can just taste what you just ate, that kind of um, that affects yeah. a lot of people. That hasn't really bothered me. That's good. I've got one, and I, I, I don't want to hear any crap from you when I talk about this, all right? I don't want to hear anything, but the last two times I've eaten Zaxby's, I've gotten, I've had some stomach issues, and so I, I don't eat Zaxby's anymore. Like, I went to Zaxby's, I, had, I, got, I felt terrible. I didn't eat Zaxby's for like a year and a half, and then one day I was like, all right, we're gonna, I want some chicken fingers today. Gonna go try Zaxby's again. Had Zaxby's, and I swear, immediately felt bad again. I was like, never again, never again with Zaxby's. Well, have you eaten chicken fingers anywhere else? Uh, I've eaten them at uh, at Slim Chickens. Hmm. And didn't get sick. Interesting. So you're telling me it affects I said, you I at said, one place. I don't want. I don't want the other. I don't want it. It tasted. Well, wait the same. a second. It tasted the same though. Oh, did it? I'm sure it tastes the same coming back too. I I I like uh, Zaxby's. I ate there the other day. I, I that's the thing. I like their chicken fingers, but I've gotten sick the last two times, so I'm not going to go back. I have gotten sick there several times before. I'll say that. I, I don't know what it is, grease or something, man. I don't know what's going on. It's good, but Andy Losick asks, asks, which of now. these MLB uniform trends would you like to see return? Vests. High pants with colorful striped stirrups, one-piece V-neck pullover jerseys, powder blue road uniforms. Powder blue? No, absolutely not. We don't. We don't. We don't deal with powder blue. I love the, the V-neck jerseys; those are awesome. And the stirrups, the high pants with the stirrups. Stirrups is number one. For I don't me. want them Tanner Allen high, but you know, high up around the knee, or up around the uh, the lower calf is fine. I don't yeah. need Tanner Allen wearing you know shorts out there. That's what he's doing. I love the old school V-neck jerseys though. Those are bad. Those are great. 
So uh, go ahead. The, so the one piece, I, I don't understand the one piece. That's not like a one. It's like a one piece, like the whole jersey, like the I whole think what suit, you're saying, right? Like, it's not. It's not like a button up. It's more like a t-shirt. Okay. I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andy Losick again. If you had to make one of these nylon clothing trends your TNL partner's new trademark, which would you most likely be bringing back and putting them in? Fluorescent day glow ball caps advertising camel, Newport, or cool cigarettes. Black windsuits accented in purple and teal. Pullover hooded Raiders starter jackets or running shorts shorter than Larry Bird's basketball shorts in 1983. I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you put me in those shorts, you're going to get, you're going to get a show. Just go ahead and let you know. <laughs> like something, you're going to see something you don't want to see. The correct answer here is the windsuits. We could look like, um, like Chrissy and Big Puss when, when they would go collect. Oh, did I lose him? Oh, I lost. Oh, there he is. You're I'm back. back. Okay. All right, what'd you say? I said it's got to be the windsuits, right? We could look like like Big Puss and, and, and Chrissy when they went to collect. Yes. Yeah, we're going windsuits here. Yes. Soprano style windsuits with the gold chains. Yeah. Uh some Nike tennis shoes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Rob Montgomery, if you could lock into an eight or nine seat for the men in the NCAA tournament today, would you take that or risk the potential for getting up to a six seven seed, but with the chance you fall back to the bubble seeds? So if you take an eight nine, that means you're playing one seed, second round. Yeah. Would you take I think that I'd take the game? risk. Take the risk, yeah. I agree. I agree. They'll be fine. Um, Reed Green asks us, I recently got a cast iron for Christmas. I love steak, but I'm a noob when it comes to cooking one, particularly getting the sear and the crust right. So I've come to y'all for help on how to make a good steak. I am a reverse sear guy. I like to cook in the oven until it gets to about 125 and then take it out and sear it on the hot cast iron until it's it's done. Um that, but that is a process, so that takes time. You know, you're going to cook the steak for like 40 minutes, getting it up to to the temperature because you cook it on a low temperature. You cook it like like 250, basically. Yeah, so you're, you've got to cook it hot if you want to do it hot and fast. Then I, what I would suggest is about an hour before you're ready to get the steak cooked, put your cast iron in a hot oven. Set set the oven to like 500. Put the skillet in there and just walk away, and then turn the burner on when you're ready to cook. Get the cast iron out, put it on there, and then cook your steak. That thing will be rocket hot, and you can just sear, flip, sear, done. I, if I'm cooking one on the skillet, mm-hmm. first of all, you gotta let your steak. If it's cold, you gotta let it get yeah, to room temperature. Absolutely correct. Good call, Rob. Uh, so it'll it'll cook all the way through perfectly. Yes. Yes. And then I usually I usually sear first, and then I'll, I'll sear like a couple minutes on each side. And then I'll put it in the oven, flip it after a few minutes. And it's, I mean, it cooks in like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. and tastes just as good to me as it does on a grill. Yeah. If you, if you've seasoned it well, if you have a it's good better quality in the spec- pan, cause you get f- crust everywhere as opposed yes. to on the grill, you just get the grill mark. Yes. It is, it is more crusty on the outside. It tastes yeah. so good. I like to grill meat, but steak and in some cases, pork chops. Better, yes. In a, better in a pan. Yes. So there you go. Especially whenever you fry a pork chop. Yes. Yes. All right. Also, I remember y'all's ranking. Which type of driver on the road was worse? 
But recently I was leaving Tampa on I-75 where it's four lanes, going about 80 in the left lane. And this guy in a lifted truck came behind and flashed his lights at me to get over so he could pass. I proceeded to put my blinker on to get over. Then he aggressively passes in the middle left lane, cuts me off, and then speeds away doing the same to other vehicles. Is this the worst possible driver? Up there? That's yeah. a that's that's rough there. Is it a prerequisite if you jack your truck up that you're going to be a complete a-hole right somebody's rear yeah. end? Probably, yeah. Is that like does that just come with the truck? Like when you sign off on the truck, <laughs> do they say, Sir, I just want to remind you, you have to get right on someone's bumper. Don't let me keep you driving normal. Yeah. Well, well, before you sign, sir, we need to come to terms here. You've got to be that this guy. So I passed uh I passed two different left lane loafers today on my way to Columbus and back. I had to go to Columbus today. On the way there, guy just hanging out in the left lane. I passed him on the right. And then same thing coming back. Guy just hanging out in the left lane. I had to pass him on the right. I'm just like, what are you doing? Get over. I, I don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, let's see who's next here. Um, Caleb Goddard asks us, it seems like Jans is being a little stubborn with not trying a more offensive starting lineup and continually playing Davis, even though Deshaun Davis, even though he's getting absolutely nothing out of him. Do you have a faith he'll change or will this stay the same in the future? I think Deshaun Davis will figure it out eventually. He's, he's a good player. He, he's not going to stay in this funk the whole year. And then I think this lineup is pretty much going to stay the same unless unless that doesn't happen. But I expect that it was. I will. I just think he likes Hubbard giving them a lift off the bench. Yeah. You know, co coaches think about lineups differently than we do. Like, a lot of us think, put the five best players on the floor to start the game. That's not always how it works. You know, sometimes you like to get a guy that can come off the bench if you're if you're kind of struggling early offensively and get you some points. Or if you've gotten off to a good start, you got a guy that can come in and put the hammer down mm -hmm. and can kind of continue to roll. Yeah. So I think he likes to kind of set the tone with with Rams. Now Rams is not playing well. There, right. There's no defense of that. He's averaging three points and two rebounds or two assists a game uh, in SEC play. And you've got to have more from him because right now you're just not getting much of anything. It's, it's not like he's not scoring, but he's giving you, you know, four or five steals and six assists. He's not giving you much of anything right now, but he's shown that in the past. He's played enough basketball now. We we kind of know what he's able to do. So, you know, Hubbard's not playing well right now. Right. H Hubbard is like eight for 31 or something. His last, His last two games three games. Hubbard, yeah. His have. last three games have, have not been great. Yeah. So, really, they need better play out of all their guards. They've got to have those guys step up because Tolu is going to do what Tolu does, but if your guards are not producing, then it allows teams to focus even more on Tolu, and it, you, you turn into your team that you were last year where you just can't score. So th they need more from Shaquille Moore, Rams, Trey Fort, Josh Hubbard. They need all those guys to step up. I agree. Hunter Manis asks us, there are 7.8 billion people on Earth. 1% of 7.8 billion is 78 million. Why are you doing this, Hunter? I don't know. Are either of you in the top 1% athletes of the world? So you're. I guess what he's asking is, are there 78 million more people on this earth more athletic than you? 
I think I could get over that number. Seventy-eight million. You think you could be in the top seventy-eight million, top one percent? Yeah, I think I think I'd be good. I don't think I am. I don't know, man. Literally every athlete in the world, current athlete, so everybody who's playing any sport at any level is more athletic than me. Every high schooler, every college athlete, every professional athlete is more. Now, there's I, a lot of high school athletes that are that are playing right now that you maybe can, not, but maybe, maybe. I'm just telling you, I'm low on this list. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. You got count women too. Have you have you watched back your heel click? I mean, <laughs> what are we talking a, about here? That's just a quick moment. That's just a spark. I couldn't do it for sixty minutes. I don't. Well, if you're motivated by the lunch you just ate. That's true. That's true. Th- it might change everything. Yeah. Uh, I think you're better than you give yourself credit for, Brian. Well, I appreciate that. We'll see. RJ Sweatman, in the 50s, there was payola for rock and roll, where radio, radio stations were play, paid to promote or not play certain songs. Are today's recruiting rankings similar? Now, you don't want to go too far down that road, but, I mean, I think there is something to that. Like, if Alabama... Like if only if they're on three and twenty four seven sites were really small, I don't know. They they might not get the recruiting attention that they they want. See, I I think it's more that people just trust the coach, like trust the evaluation of those coaches. They give them more credit, and so they have a little more um. Influence from you know the fact that like well if Nick Saban wants this kid he's got to be a five star right you know I I think it's more that than they're being paid off or you know the one one site has more money than the others okay I mean that's it's very possible also from RJ rank these Harrison Ford characters Han Solo Indiana Jones Jack Ryan. You just did. That's the ranking. That's one through three right there. That's it, huh? That's for me. Would you change it? No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, some of those I have not watched. Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel bad that I haven't. Mm -hmm. But I've never really gotten into all those as much as others. You should. I thought that. I like Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan a little bit better. But I, I like Hunt for Red October better than the other movies. So that's just me. Uh, walking bully. Does it surprise you that Nick's left for Auburn? We all know he will not be the primary play caller for offense. So why would he leave Mississippi? They got a raise. I, we had Hasn't this, he been kind of on the verge of? Well, this is what even for a while on sports talk, and you tell me, you tell me the flaw in this logic. If I offered you a new job where you had less responsibility but more money, I mean, yeah, what what are you going to do? Or the same he's got like, and, and more money. That was like Freeze's guy too. Like him and Barney were like his right hand men. Yeah. So he has a good relationship with him. I think it's been like again, like I, I think he's been close to leaving or not being a part of the staff or something a couple of times. The other thing to consider is if you want to be a head coach, you got to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. It doesn't really matter if you are or not. Just having the title helps. Yeah. You know? It, it is. It is. I, I think you're going to become a head coach when you've been the offensive coordinator at Auburn than you were as the wide receivers coach at Ole Miss. Yeah. So. 
I, I do find it funny that, you know, Lane Kiffin did that whole spiel about he, he wants to see, you know, he wants to see Knicks get an opportunity as a head coach or offensive coordinator or whatever. So he let him be like the the coach of the practice that they had yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Why not just promote him? That's also the time where he's like, we don't have any minority coaches in the SEC and Zach Arnett existed. Yeah, I think people really just did not know that Zach Arnett was Hispanic. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Last question, Cameron McGee. The other day, Robbie was dogging on millennials, referring to them as they, when he, in fact, is a millennial himself. Why do millennials get the bad rap that rightfully belongs to the Gen Zers? I'm woke to the generationism. Hashtag cancel Robbie. Well, a cancel Robbie campaign. Is this what it's come to? Are you a millennial? When were you born? Uh, technically, yeah, I'm a, I'm a millennial. I don't know. Oh, thought you were so generation here's the thing. Y. Millennials are painted into a grouping, not like they, they've they've stretched this like millennialist out to like 1981. I think was like the like the people that are, we're not the same. Like somebody that is, what would that be? 40, 42, 43, 42, 43. Somebody that is forty-two uh-huh. right now, is and someone that is is a millennial. Yes, that's that's the technical. I thought there was date. another generation. Wasn't there a generation Y after me? I'm Generation X. Like, isn't there something between millennial and Generation X? Well, let, let's let's you figure want. it out here. Let's. Uh, I got a. I got a. Uh, I got a list here. So Gen Z. Is twelve to twenty-seven. Okay. Millennials is twenty-eight to forty-three. That is technically the group that I'm in. Okay. Oh, Generation Y, also known as Millennials. Okay, you are a millennial. You're a Gen X. I am. I am one hundred percent. So uh, you know, I'm also D Generation X. What What I say is, I have a completely different view on a lot of things than people that were born in 1996. I see where you're you're going. I was was a full-term 1990s guy. Mm -hmm. The the 1996 group, they don't remember anything from the 90s. You guys are in the 2000s. But there there are a few things that that we agree on. Generation Z is who I think a lot of us paint yeah. millennials as being that's what the kids are these days like the, the, yeah. the teenagers and stuff yeah so daughters are i will accept the fact cameron is correct he called me on this i'll take it you're canceled right now i just need to get my term my terminology correct here's the but, here's the good news for you i will it doesn't matter what you say i mean uh, within limits right within limits but you will always. I'm, I'm not replacing another host on this show because nobody else is old enough to get my references. I can't bring John and Steph on this show. They'll just be like, "What are you talking about?" On ninety yep. percent of what I want to say. So you're you're safe. You don't have to worry about cancellation unless you you know you pull a Ben Mintz or something. In which case you got to. <laughs> well, he's somehow fallen forward. Well, I wonder how. I wonder why that is. Wonder wonder why. Yeah, if I if I left. I think you would be in trouble finding someone I, that would be able to. I would have to, to. I would have to. I would have to like go outside the media world. I think the yin and the yang would be 
would would not I could get the, the administrator of your own three site, Stephen Augustinelli. Your, your oh boss. yeah, it would be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you, I mean, you two would argue oh, more than incredible. than you and I. It'd be tough. It would. It would because because we're family, you know. So. Never yeah. go against the family. Uh, I, you know, I try to instill that in him, but he has gone against me for years. So years, years. All I ever have is the best interest of this family in mind, but not him. He, he listens to outsiders. That's his problem. All right, that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow's show, we'll recap Mississippi State, Florida. Uh, future Brian will have to handle that for us. Plus, we'll talk some more football uh, with you as well. Guys, have a great one. Talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.